<laughs> Hold on, there's an ad. <laughs> That's funny. If you if you find it, I might have to ask you for like oh, a dude, copy I'll, of Knights of Ren. Sure. Sure. What what part are you using? The intro or the I mean like the first thirty seconds or ten seconds? Something like that. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll just send you like the first like twenty seconds or something. Okay, the ad's finished. up yo how's it going what's up everyone just when you thought that you know we had all of january taken care of you know we had a big podcast last week you know we talked all about what microsoft was doing and right almost like at the last second of january fucking sony right i know um People were saying, like, this deal, you know, they were negotiating this deal. It's been going on for a while. But the timing of the release of that news, like, come on. Like, that's just... <laughs> I mean, truthfully, like, business deals like this, you know, like, you know, they take they take a long time. So this, as much as people like to think it was reactionary, I don't think it was. It's just the timing was very coincidental. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh what we were talking about is uh, Sony purchasing Bungie, and we're going to talk about that. But first, welcome to United We Nerd Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything in the nerd sphere. Where nerd culture collides. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, right. go ahead. <laughs> oh, spicy. I like that. But yes, I am your host, uh, Brian, along with your other host, Joel. I am the other host. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um... I guess before before we get into the news and business stuff, uh, how how has your week been? Pretty good. I just recently got uh, rehired for a job, hey. so, like a semi teaching position. You know, um, I'm, I'm pretty grateful. I've been job hunt. I, I probably mentioned it last week, but like I've been job hunting forever. I felt like I sent out like 50 job applications. Got ghosted quite a bit, which is aggravating. You expect more from corporations and stuff, but literally the person was like, "Hey, making you an offer." And then it was like a 24-hour notice. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, all right, I guess I'm on board. Damn. But I wasn't like, like, oh, this is shady. Like, oh, shit, okay, let's go. Like, I was like, I'll, <laughs> I'll rise to it. But uh, yeah, that, you know, we just saw uh, Book of Boba Fett. That was pretty exciting. And, you know, I look forward to that as a, a big Star Wars nerd uh, every week. Oh, yeah. Look out for a review on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I mean, I'm just thinking about nerdy things. Like, uh, I just I just sent a uh, Brian in our we have an Xbox group chat this video of the new Destiny weapons for the DLC, and one of them just it's launching oh. like a, a worm at enemies and blows them up. And I just can, think that's hilarious. Can we can we talk about that for like a little bit? Yeah, of course. Like we've had some weird Destiny weapons mm -hmm. like in the past. I think this tops it. Fucking shooting a a little hive worm like thing out of a grenade launcher. <laughs> I know it's it's like almost ratchet and clank level like goofiness, and I I'm for it. I know people are like I want Destiny to be gritty serious, like cool, good for you, like I love it. 
but also <laughs> like let's have fun too like this is this is ridiculous and I, i'm here for it oh yeah for sure like I'll give them credit. Um, it seems like they're really able to manage a content job, job like this. Like I know it's like their big like year like yearly expansion and all, but just to think like they're able to get this. I know they had to postpone it a little bit because what this was this was supposed to be out in November. Yeah, they did a big pushback till February, so made the season extra long. Yeah, and even like in that in that meantime, we still got content to like work on. So. You know, it's going to it's going to be interesting. It's I think it's at the right levels of hype for for people that like Destiny. It's at the right levels of hype. It's not overhyped. I think they've been doing a good job of kind of like managing that flow because I think what expansion was it um, that it was one that was before um, Season of the Lost, Chosen, Dawning and Dying, Randy Bells, Drifter, Black Armory. I can't. I it's escaping me. What was the one? Um, what was the big expansion last year? Uh, Beyond Light. There's Beyond Light, and then before that, I think it was. Shit, man. I now now I'm forgetting shit. Oh, uh, Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep. Like any like things before Shadow Keep. I kind of felt like they. So like, tell me if I'm wrong, but like, didn't they feel kind of like like the expansions before Shadow Keep just like came out and it was like. It's like oh, that's cool, I guess. Um, I mean, for me as a big fan, I felt that way about Curse of Osiris and uh, Warmind, but Forsaken, I think, put them back on the map. But I think Shadowkeep oh, was kind sure. of like a like a return to the original ones in a nice way, but not too. I mean, it was pretty grindy, but not as grindy as the other ones. But yeah, it was like big content drops for sure. For sure, like yeah, Forsaken was definitely the one where it started their shift because for a second was when they left activision right they were still with activision i think at the beginning if, halfway yeah halfway through. i think for sure by shadow keep they were like we are independent we're doing this on our own this is you know this is us and you know people were scared people were worried people were excited and you know shadow keep is is pretty uh I, at least lore wise it's pretty interesting and then you know it brings for at least for new players the moon which if they didn't experience a destiny one they got to experience a Destiny 2 and like a throwback to some old bosses. So that was kind of nice. And then they threw in some fun seasons, I think, after that. Yeah. And then, of course, just keep going on from there. They've been able just to keep adding and adding. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they took they took away like the first year and a half or so. But we're getting cool new things. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe maybe with this this buyout from Sony, maybe the extra funds will kind of help. Yeah. Uh, like steady it keep yeah. it a good concept flowing kind of like I, I i liken it to like sea of thieves like that microsoft money keeping sea of thieves going it's going to be sony money keeping destiny 2 going which they have shared and i hope it's true like literally like we're hands off we're just funding you you do you which you know is a big sigh of relief to a lot of us but also it's like it's still sony so i'm like Ugh, you know i i saw it was funny uh someone photoshopped it really quick like um, like they had a, their error code was like Sony has taken over five ninety nine to continue. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> internet works fast. I mean, well, I mean, since we're on the topic of Destiny, we might as well just talk about it now. But Sony buying Bungie for what was it three three point six billion dollars? That's a lot of bright dust. That's a lot, that's a lot of glimmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
So when when you first found out about this, what was your initial reaction? <laughs> I, I know we we kind of talked about it a little earlier, but it's just like like the timing of the again the the timing of this news coming out. I just felt like it's like oh they're they're scared. Like Sony's worried. That's the only way I saw it. I was like I know like of course companies have to go through a lot of hoops and processes and stuff and have to background checks. I'm sure right, but I was just like what is what this is like a strange power move. That that's what I saw it as. What about you? Well, when I first saw the news. My my immediate thought was, okay, it can't be exclusive. <laughs> no way. Mm-mm. Like, I know, like, the whole talk about, you know, Xbox buying Activision and, like, Call of Duty being exclusive eventually. And then, of course, Xbox was saying, oh, no, we don't, you know, we don't plan on, you know, we plan on fulfilling all of our, you know, requirements and stuff like that. It's like, okay, okay. It's kind of it's kind of you know a gray area still, but for Sony and Bungie to be like, no, like yes, we were bought, but we are going to remain independent. We're going to be doing our own thing. It's like okay, what does this mean though? Because yes, it's it's not as big as a, of a price tag that Activision Blizzard was, but mm-hmm. you don't buy a company to have it have something not be exclusive, whether whether that be the game that Bungie was is making in the behind the scenes that we don't know much about. Yeah. Now that you mention it, um, I just sure. feel like maybe they're just putting like they're digging in their their hooks and talents into their new IP. Now that you it just you got my my gears going, like they just probably have that hold already. Like oh, like yeah. we this new project you guys are working in secret, it's ours. Like we got to compete with Xbox. Now that you mention it, but um, what were you saying before that? Sorry, I just had to. Well, no. Throw that thought out uh, before I forgot. Well, I, I was just saying that you have you have that as a possibility. Um, like we've known, like Bungie's always kind of partnered with Sony for like Destiny stuff, like way back, like in Destiny One when they would get those exclusive strikes and stuff that nobody cared about. And dying mind, <laughs> dying mind, and whenever they would be showing off like their new their new expansion at, at like a PAX or something, you know, it would always be, you know, a PlayStation setup along with a PC. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay. Um, so it's not, it's not too out of, out of nowhere that Sony would try to uh, buy Bungie. Yeah. The only other thing that I think Sony would find worth. And I think we were talking about this in um, our group chat that, um, Sony recently has been trying to get into the PC business for their games, and Bungie knows the PC to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know they've they've had Destiny on on PC at least for Destiny two, yep. so they have experience, and so maybe Sony uh, looks at that as a worthwhile investment to kind of help them put their other games on PC. But Definitely. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Like there's, like January was just packed full of new <laughs> news in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. Like, like people people already kind of forgot that. Um, what was it? Who bought? Wasn't Zango was bought? Forgot about that. Exactly right. Hold on, I want to look this up real quick. Who bought Zanga? Oh, um, Take Two bought Zanga at the beginning of the month, and then like a week or two later, you have the Xbox. Activision thing, and then literally the last few days of January, you have now Sony and Bungie. Mm-hmm. So January was a big gaming month, the gaming news month. 
Definitely. And also, um, I, I think it was still in January, the New York Times, right? Didn't they buy Wordle, the new uh Oh, God game damn it. That's right. That people really Son love. A- you play it. My wife plays it. A bunch of our friends and people in our, my uh, in our clan Discord play it, you know? Can I just say that everybody listening out there right now that plays Wordle, enjoy it as it is because... <laughs> Some way, somehow, the New York Times, I can see it coming. It's this is I'm looking into the future, and there's gonna be some way where you're gonna have to subscribe to New York Times to play fucking Wordle. I, I guarantee it. People were saying like uh they're gonna they're gonna make Wardle. Wordle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean better than New York Times and New York Post. Bezos owns the New York Post. I guess he less does. or two evils. What what fucking does doesn't he own? God damn it! Uh, well, cur- not currently. Uh, Sony, Microsoft. <laughs> uh, you know, it still becomes the you know Costco maybe. Uh, Bandai, as far as I know, <laughs> then you know becomes a super monopoly. Which which which, com- which company you think will buy the most first? Tencent or Amazon? We'll see how uh, that new world game does. Then we'll then I'll think about it. But I think Tencent probably has a better uh, chance than uh, Bezos. Yeah, because I I don't I don't even know what Amazon Gaming is doing right now. New World apparently and has a strong following. A, a guy I interviewed with, he was telling me New World is the shit. He's playing with his family and his wife, and it's you know it's grindy but interesting. Well, it's a lot of people are having fun. Yep. What about your week? How's your week been? Um, uh, my week's been all right. Um, you know, just been uh playing a lot of games. Um, uh, I told I told you I started playing uh the Mass Effect. Uh, not Mass Effect. Well, that was a slip. <laughs> I was we playing the Halo, the Halo. We all know what right. you want. What I want. <laughs> well, I was watching. I was watching you and Sarah play Mass Effect. That's for sure. Legendary Edition, baby. Hell yeah, going back through it. Um, but I was playing the the Halo Infinite campaign. I started that last night, and that's been pretty fun. I decided not to play Halo Five, and instead I just watched a um, like a catch up video on YouTube for like the story purposes. So I'm 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 kind of caught up in I'm in the know about what happened. You should do so that. I so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go into Infinite, and I will say so far I have been having a fun time. Nice. Um, it the intro to the game does a good job of giving you that sense of nostalgia of playing Halo for the first time, just kind of like reintroducing yourself into the world of Halo, but then also at the same time introducing you to what it is now. And damn, good thing they decided to hold it off for another year because it shows and it looks fucking fantastic, dude. I bet on your Series X too. Probably looks clean as fuck. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Crisp, clean, responsive. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting all of that GPU power. Oh hell all, yeah! All, all going into fucking Master Chief's fucking armor. Oh yeah. What about um? um I, oh no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna like one more thing. Um, because I haven't played a Halo game in, since four. Um. And I forgot how kind of, you know, character-y the grunts were. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they are like the battle droids of Halo. Like, and actually, they, I think they 
did even more because legit they have conversations when you're kind of sneaking around so like you'd be like walking down a corridor and you have like some grunts like around the corner and then they'd just be they either be talking up a bunch of shit about master chief or they just be like talking about like super mundane things that's like it's like uh i wish i kind of slept in a little bit more today <laughs> or something like that, you know. It's like some some like zany shit. And it's like oh, I kind of feel bad that I'm about to punch you in the face, but I do it anyway. There's an elite, and uh, this play- person playing as Master Chief is missing the sniper shots. He's like, "Worry not, he cannot aim." And I I just thought that was fucking dirty. Oh I no, they do do that. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I just I just did the the intro, and I'm on the Halo now. So I'm gonna. I'm going to have a lot more uh, adventures with John Halo. Nice. Um, besides that, um, I dipped my foot back into Fallen Order just because I've been seeing a lot of <laughs> video clips on TikTok a lot. So I was like, oh, I want to dip into New Game Plus. Let's. So. Oh, nice. How's that? So, yeah. Oh, it's just how I remember it. It was it's it's fun. It's it. I I'm playing on Jedi Master difficulty, so I am getting my ass handed to me a, a few times, but I'm still having fun. It's nice. it's that good frustration that like it's frustrating at points, but it's like it's it's like it, I keep going. You know, it keeps you going a little bit. You should stream the last mission. Oh God, I I don't know that. It might be a five might be hour a investment, wreck. but it's a five hour investment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, what else? What else did I do? What about that big release last week? The other open world game. Oh, you want to talk about it? I mean, a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, it's a I'll big talk deal. About it. I mean, we can. I'm just, you know, you, I, I'll i just shout out really quick that I, I've also been playing a space uh, exploration open world. Uh, the Outer World, super fun. It's like Fallout-y, extra goofy. Oh, dude. So um, it's, you know, if How you like your open world RPGs with dialogue and stuff and good crewmates, out of worlds for you, but you know, let's get to let's get to what I brought up though for real. That's that's what people want. Okay, to hear. okay. So Joel, how are you I'm, liking that Pokemon Legends? I am loving it. I I keep saying it. I'm gonna keep fucking saying it. This is the game I wanted when I was seven or eight. You were running around with your Pokemon, fighting Pokemon. You know, third person, wandering around, and uh, I I just. It's great, you know. I mean, people are. I see complaints of you don't have items and whatever. I'm like, what? Come on, whatever. That if you want that, go back to Sword and Shield or you know, Brilliant Pearl or Diamond, whatever. You know, I just this this Pokemon game. It's looking very clean, and it's damn simple, and enjoyable. You're you're catching Pokemon in the grass. You see them out and about. It's oh man, I I'm barely in it, and I'm really enjoying it. And um, it's you know a lot of nostalgia factor is involved in you know uh but okay. it's it's just uh i think a great pokemon game what about you okay um i'm i'm tr- i'm gonna try not to like be spoilery just because it's still such a fresh game but i want to mm-hmm. ask you how fa- like on account of nobles how far have you have have you gotten in the game count of nobles oh are you not even there yet? I don't even know what the fuck that is. I fought my first alpha beast the other day. That that's I'm barely Okay. There. So you haven't gone to like the first like, you know, big mission yet. Uh I think I met the two like rival clan leaders. Are they the nobles? I, fuck, I don't know, man. No. Um so think think of 
the no the the noble Pokemon in this game are basically the equivalent of like what would be gym leaders in a way. Oh, okay. Like this the like this game's version of gym like the the big like uh mission that you have to do for like each area. Oh, um then zero. But okay. Zero. Okay. Well I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be super like that's okay because this game has enough like to do where we don't even need to talk about that right now. We could talk about that, you know, next podcast. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I know people complain and I mean, I guess it, not, I guess, but it, it's justified, you know, it's not the prettiest game in the world, but I don't know. It's, I guess it's just my bias of being like a Pokemon, like a big Pokemon fan that it just has that charm where I just kind of look at it. and I'm like, damn, this is a fucking great, looking game like Uh, to a point where like the vistas like the vista shots are great they look great um yeah the draw distance is less to be desired for some points but when you're in when you're in the middle of like the field with a bunch of pokemon around you either you trying to catch them or you trying to attack like battle them or they attack you it's like i'm not really paying attention to that so, like you said, this is like the game I think a lot of Pokemon fans have been waiting for as far as the concept of you are in the world and you could pretty much do anything like the anime characters could do in a sense, where you could just go and throw Pokeballs <laughs> at your own will mm-hmm. and hope you catch them and hope you don't piss off any <laughs> any big Pokemon. That it. Oh, but I want to ask you this. Um because you mentioned that you ran a- across an alpha Pokemon, can you you can you share that experience? So um, it's almost like a mini Gigantamax for those who aren't playing yet. I'll try to be vague as well, but like there's there like a there's like a buffed up Cricketune, right? And it's like it's huge, and it does like has a special move, and it's harder to catch. And uh, I ran into a Stantler, actually, that was an alpha, and it fucking, like, hit me near oh, no. off, almost off a cliff, and I ran away. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's it's just cool to see, like, uh, there are, like, special Pokemon of, like, all the Pokemon that are there, at least I've seen. And, like, they they don't, oh, they go after you, the trainer. <laughs> You're in danger. So it's, it's fun. Um, unrelated, but kind of related. I saw Gyarados flying around somewhere in the distance. Dude, you did? I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, there's no way I, I have fight that thing. <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. I, I don't know if it was a glitch, but that's it was amazing. That fuck, it was flying across the sky. I was like, damn, that's cool. Gotta get me one of those. <laughs> oh, but dude, I want to share my, my first alpha experience. So, I'm... It's the first area, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, like, venturing along, and then it's not even, like, a... It's, like, an area kind of down south a little bit more on the map. But I just found this, like, little cutout area where there is an alpha parasect. Oh, I know which, I know that area. <laughs> I know exactly. And then... So I'm just, like, looking at it, and I'm just like, okay. It can't be... Like, this is the first area. It can't be that bad. And then and I was like looking, it's like there's some Paris around there too. So I was like, oh, I can at least try to catch a Paris. And so I try to sneak in, right? I throw the Pokeball and I shit you not, I barely miss it lands at its feet and looks at me. And then it it does the thing where it like gets mad and it's like, I'm not going to attack you now. 
And I'm like, okay, fuck. Um, <laughs> I end up trying to battle it. And this is the one thing that I think is actually really neat for this game. So for those of you that don't know, the like Joel said, the alpha Pokemon are, you know, bigger, stronger versions of, you know, a regular Pokemon that you would see. That thing was 20 levels above my Pokemon. And so it immediately wipes out my entire team. And because this is Legends, um, when it can't fight my team, it fights me. And so I'm running. I'm trying to, like, get away. And then, of course, all the Paris that are around it start ganging up on me. So I have, like, five Paris and then the Alpha Paris that's just chasing me through a field. I'm like, fuck. Starship Troopers. This is, like terrifying and exciting and like i was enjoying myself having a stupid fun time but yeah it's it's just like i know it's like the first out of hopefully i hope it's gonna be like a series they just keep making more legends games Mm -hmm. but yeah there's always gonna be like some things that you know are a test and they'll try out but i'm having fun and i know i I already know that you're having fun. Um, With our MIA host, I would love to have him share his thoughts, which are differing from ours. Okay. I, uh, whenever he shows up again, I know he's he's busy it's, probably right now. It's just um, it's just really hard because there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but I don't want to spoil anything. That so. too. Well, we'll wait like a month, then we could do like a Arceus like deep dive. Yeah. And I'm so to fill you in. Um, I pre-ordered mine from uh, Pokemon Center, and they sent an email saying that they were going to be shipped late. So I ended up uh, buying a copy on the day of release at like GameStop. And so I think on Sunday, I ended up getting my order. And so I'm going to give my original copy to Lisa. Nice. I'm going to give it to her on Saturday as of this recording. And so hopefully um, she can play through it. And then when we do come back to Legends... um, Maybe we can have her back on the podcast. Nice. Um, so we can have our Pokemon Master with us as mm-hmm. we talk about Legends in full. Pokemon um, Master. <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon Legends is a lot of fun. And if you're on the fence about it, I would highly suggest trying it out. Um, if you want us to that, tell you to get it, I mean, we're going to say yes. But you, you, know, you make your decision... Yeah about purchasing a pokemon game oh yeah we're totally biased players at this point but besides that um i mean i've just been you know just kind of been doing my thing uh i streamed the other week the other weekend i did some um some tcg stuff it was a lot of fun um you saw you saw it but um i was able to do a thing uh that it was extension that somebody made where you can catch pokemon in the Twitch chat. Yeah, that was pretty fun. It's called the uh, the Poke the Pokemon Community Game, the PCG. If uh, anybody out there is a streamer or would like to start streaming and you love Pokemon, I would highly suggest looking it up. It's a lot of fun. It's actually surprisingly very intuitive mm-hmm. for being just like a fan, like a, a fan made extension. Um, but yeah, just like you get to catch Pokemon with your Twitch chat, and it's so fun. And I. Hope to hopefully one day uh, when I get more people to play along um, to have kind of like community days where we can like uh, do little 
uh, tournaments because we can actually Pokemon battle. We can battle our Pokemon yeah. and and people can uh, do channel point wagers and that'd be super fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, uh, that's about what I've been doing. So why don't we get into some of the other news that's been going on in the world? Um, we talked about the Sony Bungie thing. Yeah, there's not much to talk about there. Um, uh, Rare did come out with their 2022 roadmap, and I know that we have a pirate friend as well as us are pretty excited about mm-hmm. what's coming. Um, did you get a chance to actually look at the roadmap? Um, very briefly, but I did. They did outline like story stuff. Um, and it, more extensions to the game, of course, loot, a little teaser of what's to come. And uh, for Sea of Thieves, they actually are closing down the PvP arena. It's kind of needed. They said they need to mm. do it to focus on other things, but um, only 2% of players actually played it, um, which yeah is surprising and not at the same time. Yeah, I mean, arena was that thing where when it first came out, it was kind of interesting just to try. But then, like, when you whittle it down, it's just kind of like a very condensed version of just adventure mode. Yeah. And then I know last year they tried to re- like iterate it a little bit, trying to freshen up a bit to see if people get interested again. And I guess, you know, not many people wanted to play it. <laughs> so no. sorry for sorry for the the arena fans out there. But I think I think Rare is going to be giving us a lot of cool stuff. Mm hmm this year let's let's take a look actually um i have a hold it picture of the roadmap so the roadmap is divided into four sections um assuming one for each season um and they actually show a lot so season six which starts in march is gonna bring in new sea forts and then uh pi the finally pirate legend content that people been waiting for um so joel what if i told you that not only will we be getting new adventures, hell yeah, but these new pirate legend voyages will also be smaller versions of story modes similar to um, a pirate's life. Oh, that's cool. Um, I was just expecting like new unique voyages. If it's like a condensed version of the pirate's life stuff, sign me up, man. That shit was great. Yeah. So um, I was listening to um, the kind of funny X cast. And they had two people from um, Rare on to talk about it. And it was actually really cool how they were explaining it. So basically, how they were talking about these new Pirate Legend voyages is that they're kind of going to be similar to adventures, uh, like the adventure voyages. But they're going to be replayable. But then also, they're going to be, they're going to have variety. So basically, you'll get one of these voyages. And then within the adventure, it'll kind of randomize like certain sequences that could happen. And then not only that, but it'll also include cutscenes along in that in that voyage That's as cool. well. And it's gonna be like infinitely replayable. And of course they're gonna offer a lot of rewards for pirate legends, as I would hope. Yeah. So that sounds that that sounds like it's gonna be real cool. If I wanna see how randomizable it is, you know, like how much randomization is going to be happening there because if that's the case i feel like that could be the way to actually get a lot of people to kind of do more pirate legend stuff because the stuff we have now is okay but it's just very time consuming because it's just a lot of 
you know, X marks the spot or, you know, yeah, go yeah. fight a, a bunch of skeletons. But from what they said, these voyages should last between anywhere from like 45 minutes to like over an hour. Nice. So it'll be like, hey, you got an hour? Let's do let's do a pirate legend adventure. It's like, okay, cool. And then along with that, they said that there's going to be new adventures for seasons. But these are going to be different than the ones we're used to. So basically, for these new adventures, they're going to be season-based. And then once the season's over, they're going to be gone. So you, you can't do them anymore. Ah. And they said it's going to be... You know, big, big on story, very story driven, um, just like A Pirate's Life is going to have a lot of cinematic, um, a lot of like, very unique adventures. And they said that for people that do are able to do it, you are going to get a special little trinket that you can like show that like you were you were there for that moment. But they also said for people that do miss it, they will be having like cinematic lore trailers so that people can be able to catch up with where the story is so far. Cause they want this to be a branching storyline. So every season this year, we're going to get a new adventure that continues the story of sea of thieves, which I think is going to be very cool. Cause um, besides the pirate's life, you know, the last time we got like a big, like story beat was a year ago or so. Like, like a while ago, I I honestly don't even remember because like Pirates Life was such a big you know moment. I feel like Flameheart yeah. comes to mind, uh, you know, and uh, where you help uh, Pendragon. But uh, that's about it. I oh think. yeah, I forgot about Pendragon. Yeah, I only did that quest like once. Um, with this model though of like if you miss it and you only get something special during that time, like I get it. It makes it unique man that that fomo stuff they need to find some way like ah like i i kind of like i get it i understand time limited makes it special too in a sense but just like if you what if you did want to play it again you know or like even for people who don't get the chance maybe they could you know you have a chance to do it maybe there's less of a reward or something i i don't know like i understand and then also i don't (laughs) so that's how I feel about that. So, I mean, from 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 how they explained it, they kind of wanted to treat these adventures as the events from like when when Sea Thieves first started, like when the Megalodon uh, debuted. I remember that shit, and how even to this day we still talk about you know our adventures doing that kind of stuff, and so I think they kind of want to bring that back just because we haven't had. St- something that big in a long time that was that was more of a community-based thing instead of being like okay you're in a story thing so you're gonna be in the open world for a second but then now you're in like your own instance yeah like they want they want kind of like that interaction again i could see that but but i mean like if it lasts all season like a season's like three months yeah i mean it is a big chunk so i mean at that point like if you really wanted to play it i think you would be able to to find it because I'm looking at the chart and it says uh, after season six, season seven starts in June. So yeah, it's like it's like like a three month period that you can catch on this adventure. Yeah, yeah. And and at least they well, I can appreciate a little bit is at least they are committing to making sure that at least for people that do miss out, they can at least have a way to catch up on the story so yeah. that they just don't jump in at a random spot and be like, what the fuck's going on here? Definitely. Um, I, I know um, you saw it before, but the uh, 
role play options. You were intrigued about that, and I am too. Um, expanded role play and quest types, which I think yeah. is is interesting. I want to see what they meant by that. Did they mention that in the podcast at all? No, because in the chart, the uh, the expanded role play options don't come in until the fall update in September. So we we're kind of a ways off on that, but I hope we do find out stuff soon. Um, what they did. Uh, talk about though is that they're bringing in this new kind of activity called mysteries and what those are is it's an ongoing kind of um activity where players can kind of just roam around and like together they can find these mysteries to solve and it's kind of like a community-based puzzle kind of activity um, similar to ghost stories in a way where, you know, you can roam around the world, you know, you can find little things that like, oh, that looks kind of weird. What's this? And it's like, oh, it's a, it's a part of a mystery. And so like, you can look for things with your telescope, you know, use your tools. And I think they said that they're going to be adding new tools in the next, uh, season six update that will go along with these mysteries. So maybe there'll be like kind of other cool, like, not like detective E kind of things, but like stuff that's not meant. Uh, like an adventure kind of, like you solve the yeah, mystery like an adventure, and yeah. you find out what it leads to. I'm sure, like almost like a expanded treasure hunt. There is a that reminds me of two things. Um, in Lone Cove, there's a skull with like a number on it, and like a broken robo, and I just don't know what that means. I haven't looked it up online. I mean, I could. I'm curious if that's like an intro Maybe. to that. Or like that's a mystery that's they've left for people. Um, I've like I, I've just uh, seen that before. What I believe they mentioned is that for season six, they really want to touch on the mystery of like what Golden Sands used to be, mm. like before it became an outpost. So, um, what I find really interesting is that they, when they're talking about mysteries, they're saying that it was gonna be a it was gonna be a thing that's gonna be. St- kind of like the adventures is going to be kind of stretched out um through seasons but um it's going to be community driven so i guess what that means is that where they take these mysteries is going to be based on uh, player interaction so like the story could be going this one way but depending on how the majority of the the see if these community interacts with these mysteries is going to dictate where it leads to next Ooh. in the, the story they t- the story that they want to tell through cool. mysteries. I like that in community involvement and drive. That's cool. It's it's a very like interesting like collaborative kind of deal, you know, where like not only do like the developers get to work on this but also kind of in a way the players do too. And then of course the big part of this update is the new sea forts that we're getting. Oh, did yeah. you see? Uh, did you see those fortresses that they're that's coming? I out? saw the one you were talking about. It looked like a uh, like a pyramid ruin, like the uh, alts that we've invaded and stuff, and where they bring us. It kind of is like resembling that, and it was like super fortified yeah. and stuff, and like almost armored up. And I'm wondering if it's uh, like hard to infiltrate, but also like hard to hold, like because the way it looks. But yeah, that that thing looked beefy. That was a beefy fort. <laughs> Yeah, so like like for anybody that's like trying to picture what these look like, just think of like like the Spanish forts from like any kind of pirate media, like game or movie or whatever. It's just kind of like that kind of look where it's like the stonework and then 
you have like the cannons that are pointing outwards towards the sea and like the the big building that's like in the center um what i think is going to be very interesting unlike the sea forts that we have like the skeleton forts that we have now these sea forts won't display if they're active or not so it's basically you're you're gonna you're gonna just kind of run the risk of going in and maybe there'll be people there uh, but they did. But they did also explain um, a little bit about how uh, the loot inside those fortresses are going to be very diversified, as far as like what could be in there, and also how you find it. Because literally, um, they mentioned like you go into the fort, and there's going to be rooms in the fort where you can kind of turn things over and like look look around, and like there's stuff in like painting, like a little like vault in like a painting that you can like look behind and stuff like that. That's and that cool. sounds really fun. I, I'm I'm actually really excited about these sea forts. Um I just saw this article right now, as long as we're looking and talking about it. Apparently there's uh like a it's gonna be solo friendly. Oh that'd be nice. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but that's what PC games end says, but we'll see if uh time will tell. I want to see who who the first person is going to have the idea of just kind of like taking over the fort and then using it as a base. Oh, hell yeah. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Just holding it for the whole server. <laughs> <laughs> Alteration. This is our fort. We lay claim. This is our fort now. It'd be a fun mechanic, actually, if you hold it for a while. It like gets locked down. If someone takes over, they take over it and everything in it. That'd be kind of cool. This one was like someone stashes all their loot there. Oh, God. And, like, actually treats it like their fortress. I would be down for that. <laughs> but, yeah, it seems like they have a really good idea of what their their year is going to be. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I definitely want <laughs> to stream some of this. Oh, definitely. Because there's, there's, there's bound to be some really stupid moments that are just going to be hilarious. Oh, misadventures abound. It's going to be hilarious and entertaining all at once. And um, kudos to Rare for dropping the roadmap. I I love trailers and I love getting hints, um, but roadmaps I think they're just they're, I think they're necessity now. When studios don't drop it, it's like you know I kind of roll my eyes, but I get it. they're busy. They got a lot to do. They're under you know a lot of pressure and stuff. But it is nice uh, to see roadmaps. And like one one more little addition, um, they did say that they're gonna be revamping either revamping or coming out with a, a new podcast where they're going to be talking about community um, like concerns or criticisms and stuff. Like they're going to be addressing like player feedback. Mm. So like they said, like people to have questions or like concerns about the current state of the game, like send them questions and stuff and like they can answer it on a podcast. That's and cool. I believe uh, the first the first podcast is going to be on February eleventh. Ooh, so that's pretty soon. That'll be a fun. That'll be that'll be a fun listen to because it's it's good because it's it's a cool way to like talk to your community. Oh, definitely. You know, through a podcast. I'm I'm wondering how cool. if much they're going to address their community day. It was kind of a big uh, big problem. They got overloaded with servers and stuff, and people weren't able to log in. But after a while, they figured it out. But I'm wondering how many. People are going to slam them for that. No. They're getting too popular. Them and Destiny, dude, getting way too big. I think um, Bungie posted, like, they're they're at a slow point in their season, but they still had, like, a million people, like, play last week or some shit across all the systems. Oh, yeah. 
That's cool. That's a slow week. <laughs> Servers <laughs> on Witch Queen, the new DLC that drops the day of. I'm like, they got time. Have time to prepare. Two weeks <laughs> to prepare for those. Ser- yeah, log in now for Witch Queen. All right, that's gonna be, that's gonna be fun. Uh, let's see. Well, I know we're gonna be doing a review, but would you want to give your short impressions on the Book of Boba Fett? Um, we'll probably deep dive into it. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, for a, you know, it's about a a guy who only had like two minutes of screen time and like four lines. And they've expanded his lore like a, a million fold in the past two years. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's great content. We see more of this character, his universe expanded and being like, and lore wise, just solidified. Even with a uh, Mandalorian season two, there's like, I am a Mandalorian. This is my line. Here I am, you know, showing a uh, Din Djarin, like, I, yo, I am a Mandalorian. Even if I don't take off my fucking helmet, um, or if I, yeah, if I don't, you know, if I keep, uh, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps the helmet off sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I am, it's you know Boba Fett kicking ass and uh, there's a lot of uh, fan service going on and I I fucking eat that shit up I don't care what anyone says about that like oh hell yeah Star Wars let's have fun and people forget like a lot of it it's geared for kids and merchandising and people are like so mad about it <laughs> which is kind of like it's ridiculous isn't it like some of it like the goofiest shit too oh yeah the show like, is fucking goofy. Like I can under like I can understand criticism, but it's like some some of these people need to like chill for a little <laughs> for a little while, you know. Like uh, like I'll bit you know back before the show started, you know Boba Fett looked cool. Didn't really know much about him, mm-hmm. you know. You know, like you said, he had like four lines in the original trilogy. Um, thought he was dead. And then we saw a little bit of his childhood in, you know, episode two and then the Clone Wars. But I feel like the Book of Boba Fett has actually made him a character now. Mm-hmm. He is like, like as much as people like to um, kind of shit on the first half of, of the show, like this is like where we're getting a lot of really good character development for somebody that didn't have a character as much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I know like there's some, you know, legends books and comics and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, you know, I feel like this has done a lot more good for Boba Fett than some people want to admit. The sacred text, Brian, the sacred text. <laughs> oh, no. I just thought it was funny because I was <laughs> I was listening to um, a conversation about George Lucas talking about Boba Fett. And how after he fil- after he felt fil- uh, they filmed uh, Return of the Jedi and they killed Boba Fett, how much George Lucas really <laughs> really regretted killing Boba Fett, and so that's why they had they had Boba Fett in um, the the prequels because like we're gonna bring him back, we're gonna make Boba again. Boba and his daddy, Jango. It's a simple man. I want to make my way in the galaxy. Um, Yo, like. Like legit, can we get like an animated series about Django Fett? That would be dope, man. I'm in his bounty because I days. like because yeah, like yeah, like for sure, like Django is only in that movie. But I actually really like Django Fett. I thought he was dope. Could even take on a Jedi Knight, man. 
Yeah. Uh, well, he could take on Age at I yeah. think. <laughs> he had a, you know, he couldn't take <laughs> on a field of them, you know, <laughs> fighting monsters <laughs> and droids and shit. But like even even like that's like not to like go into it too much, but like a lot of Star Wars lore gets really like looked at in the show. I was like very surprised how far they were willing to go. You know, like not like even more than the Mandalorian. Like I feel like they are really pulling from every aspect of Star Wars. Oh yeah. Like you're getting a little bit of the original trilogy. Well, you're getting a lot of bit of the original trilogy. A lot of you're the getting prequels, like, too. Little, a lot of the prequels. Um like little bits of the sequel, like kind of hints at the sequel series. Yeah. Um especially with Mando season two. I feel like that really looks hints yeah. of the, the future. And the, and then even a little bit of like the video games and like other oh, media yeah. too, which is really dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, we will definitely be doing a a full review once the series is over. Oh yeah, that way we can go into spoiler territory. Oh hell yeah! There's I'm, I'm thinking of like, I just thought of like thirty spoilers right now. I was like, oh fuck, nope, nope. Another time. <laughs> trying to hold it back. Yeah, I'm trying really to hold it like, back. I you mentioned all oh, like. Three things. I was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did it very vaguely, and I can't say anymore. But yeah. What is what is coming up soon as far as, like, movies? Movies? It, yeah. I think April is Morbius. Living Vampire. Oh, um, Moon Knight, the show. Oops. Oh, dude. Did, the Moon Knight trailer. Oh, yeah. That did drop, huh? Let's talk about that for a second. I, I actually really want to talk about that. Um, isn't this the most budget of the Disney Plus Marvel shows that we've seen so far? Um, maybe with ca- uh, casting Oscar Isaac, maybe yeah, <laughs> throwing that man money. Because li- you could you could have fooled me. This trailer looked like a movie. It really did. Very clean. Like they they pumped in a lot of money for the polish of this show. Oh yeah. Like I don't know how like. I don't know if they if they released how many episodes are it's gonna be, but goddamn, like we get Oscar Isaac doing his thing, doing the Moon Knight thing, and like I honestly don't really know much about Moon Knight. Like I know like the the bare minimum of Moon Knight, so I'm gonna be walking into this like with a very kind of just open mind as far as just like what to expect. Because I really don't know what to expect. It's uh, it's gonna be wild, man. Um, I'm like, I think I'm more uh, familiar with Moon Knight. I wouldn't say like a, you know, I'm a deep fan. Uh, but you know, I have some of his comics and you know some of the team ups he's been in, and already from what I've seen, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like it's it's I'm, I'm juiced. And then Ethan Hawke's gonna be his foil. It's um, I it looks like some kind of creature. Um, but it's supposed to be like a. One of the classic uh, villains to Moon Knight. And, you know, with Moon Knight, uh, just a quick little bio, he has, like, a god in his head, you know? And maybe giving him powers, maybe not. And then he's, like, you know, warping his reality. And I really hope they play with that. Like, he thinks he's going to see heroes helping him, and literally, like, they're not there. Or maybe they are. And I want to see that, like... Like, uh, secret invasion level of, like, bullshit. Like, oh, thanks for helping me, Spider-Man. And then, like, he walks away, and it's like a mannequin or something, you know? Like, <laughs> it, that's what it should be. And, you know, it's uh, it, all-cut trailer. 
Uh, you know, I, I hope this is his Marvel redemption. You know, I personally love Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> for, for I know it's like bad camp, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, this is every, every you know Marvel star has their you know their bad production and they have their redemption. I feel like this is going to be uh, the redemption for Oscar Isaac right here. It's like I feel like at some point most actors need to have like one bad not MCU Marvel experience <laughs> to have like a really good Mar- <laughs> MCU experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be really fun to watch. Um, especially just like the idea of like is split personalities. Oh yeah. Like I want to know how they handle that. Oh, I'm because we get curious. Because we get like a hint of that in the trailer, but not to the extent that I I know about Moon Knight. So it would be it would be interesting to see how they handle it. Because we we know um, the MCU likes to take liberties on on certain things. Yes, they do. So better or worse, usually much better. Because <laughs> they have so much source material. <laughs> Especially now they do. Yeah, <laughs> they have a shit ton. They have a Fox Vault worth. Yeah. Um. As far as like nerdy movies go, I think Flashpoint is this year as well. Um, oh, the Batman! Shit, that comes out in March. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm so hyped. three hours, like, dude. I, I haven't been I haven't been like hyped for a Batman movie like this in a long time. It's it's what I think DC needs to do. Like they wanted to do dark and gritty. Like fucking lean into it because it looks good. Like I mean. I joke about like, oh, Batman gritty, but I mean, it looks good though, you know, because they they find like just do it, you know, instead of like going back and forth with we need to be Avengers right now, you know, like commit, clean slate, <laughs> just just clean slate. Like they tried, they tried once, they failed. They tried again, they failed. Now they're now they're just wiping the slate clean for a third time, and let's just stick with it you know let's just yeah do what you do best just kind of make whatever you want mm-hmm. you know don't try to don't try to force don't try to force the the mcu formula into dc it doesn't it doesn't work it hasn't worked twice already you know? but I, I i the batman looks looks really dope i can't wait yeah and then uh, another movie which we'll talk about very soon um, and then after that, we have uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. What's what else is coming out this year? There's a big one I can't think of for some reason. I I don't know about you, but I feel like Wakanda Forever is going to get delayed. Uh, you know, I hope it does, so it's good. Um, it's having a lot of production problems and you know issues with the cast, and I I just want it to do well. I mean, it's a it's a hard mm-hmm. thing to follow up the movie before with, you know. The late Ch- uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, Did, didn't they have to like stop production last week? They did. Oh. I think someone got hurt, if I remember correctly, or something like that. Yeah, I don't think that's coming out <laughs> this year, even with a oh, November fucking release. Love and date, Thunder. That's coming what's coming out. out. Oh, dude, Love and Thunder. I, we don't. That's I've seen some like s- like spoiler leaks of images, and I'm excited. Like Ragnarok was was amazing and super fun and i just hope they ride that wave they finally found out what they need to do with thor and they're doing it and uh oh yeah into the spider-verse part one. Oh yeah Dude, that's big shoes that's to be fill great. too really big shoes yes yeah, but especially especially for how well the first one oh, did hell yeah and 
them already confirming that they want to make it like a two-parter. Hell yeah. Yeah, they have a they have a lot to do, but I feel that group of that group of people for that studio do really good work, so I feel like they're going to they're going to knock it out of the park. I was going to see if Shazam's coming out this year, but no, it's next year. Fury of the Gods is no. 2023. Is Black Adam coming out this year? That I will check, but Lightyear's coming out this year too. Uh, Yo, let's see. Let's see I'm down for Lightyear. Black Adam is supposed I've to be heard... this year, by the way. Oh shit! Like like legit for Lightyear. At first, I was kind of like, I don't know, but after that like full trailer they released a while ago, I was like on board. I'm I'm ready. Oh shit! Knives Out too. I I fucking love Knives Out. That's not really. I mean, what we usually talk about. Knives Out is fucking weird though. I still haven't seen that. Oh, one. dude, we should fucking watch it. Love it. I'm down. I wanted to see it, but it was just like it was during like a weird time where like like legit like my movie going experience has mostly been for like comic book movies. Yeah, like I feel that nerdy movies. So it's like I need to expand my horizons a little bit. About more. Sonic Two, I know you're excited for that. I am fucking hyped for that. Oh wait, that comes out this year too. Wait, does it? Right to this, it does. This list I have. May it comes out in May, doesn't it? I think so. Here. Happy birthday to me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> in big letters. Happy birthday, Brian from California. Have you seen the have you seen the first I one? Still actually haven't seen that one. Okay, we we're gonna have a day. We're Do gonna knives have, out and sonic. Watch, <laughs> knives out and sonic. <laughs> hell yeah. I will I will live on this hill and I'll shout into the horizon of how good that sonic movie was. It had no right being that good. I, I know I've heard you. You stand by it. We're hundred percent behind it. Mm-hmm. I saw that shit in the theater before <laughs> before lockdown happened. It was worth it. Uh, what else was it? Um, not any movies are coming out directly soon, but we did get a little bit of news um, from James Gunn. Oh yeah, that he he confirmed that. Um, Guardians 3 will be the last time we see that iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. Very interesting, because the first thing people started wondering when they heard that news was like, who's going to die? <laughs> who's dying? But it's so weird to think. Like, it feels like the first Guardians wasn't that long ago. But it is, dude. Like, f- uh, me and Sarah checked the other day. We we're like, when did this movie actually come out? We we're like, oh, fuck. 2014, dog. 2014 yeah dude you feel old now and <laughs> go back eight years holy yes. shit 2014 wow that's wild and we're not getting we're not getting three until like 23 oh my god well at least we got one christmas special before then to get all of our guardians fill right. before it immediately gets ripped away from us and yeah, you know he's gonna go for the heartstrings Speaking of going for heartstrings with James Gunn, uh, I would say if you even moderately enjoyed the second Suicide Squad film, Peacemaker is actually pretty good because they've had time to expand the character in the episodes. So um, I highly recommend it. If you're even a little bit curious, you like John Cena, the cast is really good, really strong, story strong. Um, Yeah, check out Peacemaker for if you're Anita, your superhero fix. Um, It's... uh, it's pretty wild, and I, I literally can't say anymore because it's <laughs> you just got to see it. That's all I could say. I've seen some clips of it, and it, it looks pretty good. It's, it's another product of DC 
letting someone do their thing and leaning into it, and it just works. That's all I'm going to say. Too bad I don't have HBO Max anymore. Oh, no. Maybe we could fix it's that. It's expensive. Oh. Um, another cool thing that came out for any uh, D&D fans or Critical Role fans, um, The Legends of Vox Machina came out last oh, week yeah. on Amazon. Did you watch that? On Amazon Video. I watched it, and I fucking loved oh, it. Fuck, it was good. It, it was it was great. Um, so the people that animated the, the show is Titmouse animated nice. this so it for anybody that really loves like like dc like dc style animation especially like of like the kind of late 2000s like the 2010s like this is the animation style you're like looking and looking forward to it's like so good and then of course they have you know the main cast of critical role reprising their characters for the show and then they got a lot of really cool other actors to play the um the npc characters here let me look up is it all out now or is it like weekly so they're doing a a like three episodes a week kind of thing so the first three episodes came out last friday and then this friday is gonna be another three episodes until like the season's over Let's see. Um, where's the cast list? So we got we got our regulars. You know, we got our Laura our Laura Bailey's, our Liam O'Brien's, and Travis Woolinghams and Sam Regal's. But we got some other uh, actors as well. We got Carrie Payton, who, if you don't recognize that name, um, he is the voice of the animated cyborg. So Ezekiel in The Walking Dead for any Teen Titans fans. And it's, yeah, oh yeah, perfectly. Yes, Ezekiel of Walking Dead as well. He's in this show. For anybody that still likes Game of Thrones, we got um, Indira uh, Varma of the of the. She was the Mama Sand Snake. I, th- I remember her. It's House of the Dragon this year. House of the Dragon is this year. Yeah. Um, Tony Hale. Da- David Tennant is in this show as well. Nice. But like, if that cast didn't like get you excited, like, if anybody has Amazon Prime and is just wants to have like a cool like animated show to watch, like even if you don't care about like D and D or like Critical Role at all, I would still highly suggest it. It's a lot of fun. The characters are really interesting. Um, and it's really cool for me because I didn't get into Critical Role until like halfway through their second campaign. So this is the story of um, their first campaign, and so it's it's really cool to kind of see it actualized in this way and there's just a lot of good voice talent and a lot of good animators that worked on this and it's very surprising that this was a kickstarter uh show oh shit it was i didn't know yeah a few years ago uh they did a, a kickstarter campaign to do uh the legends of vox machina and they earned over like a million dollars just from crowdfunding, and then after that, they got um, Amazon picked them up to distribute the series. So money well spent. I think so. Yeah, I don't know what else there is in this in the news world right now. But since uh, we didn't get to really do any podcast over the winter or holiday break uh, we thought it would be a perfect time to wrap up this podcast with a impromptu spider-man no way home review yeah Yeah. so if you have not 
for some reason seen No Way Home. Please. This is Oh fucking see it. <laughs> I mean, I know obviously COVID restrictions apply. You know, if you're doing it for safe reasons, I applaud you and you're waiting. But god damn it, we're gonna go into some fucking big spoilers. And I am already excited, but starting in about five seconds, you have been warned of spoilers for No Way Home Spider-Man. If you haven't seen it, stop this podcast now and then come back when you watched it. Because I think you'll be just as excited as we are. I hope so, at least. I'm still excited, dude. I'm still fucking excited. All right. We are in the spoiler zone. Jeez, dude. This fucking movie. Oh, my God. How did how did you how how much did you like the Spider Men? Oh, dude, no way I'm home. Just, I'm just waiting for it, man. I mean, it's like we know, we know, we know, <laughs> but do we know? You know, it's the whole time, and I was just like, Aah! but I just, oh my god, uh, it's I, I don't know what else. it's amazing. You know, they did you know what built on what Days of Future Past did, pulling in you know past films and crew together to make something new. They did you know with. Endgame, pulling all these different movies from the same universe, and then they did it again with Spider-Man with different production studios, different Spider-Man coming together at the end of the movie with all their vil- like their major villains, I'd say, and making this great film about you know this fucking web singing hero who's finding his place in the world. And ugh, I just, as a Spider-Man fan, it's amazing. As an MCU fan, it's amazing. As a movie, you know, it's it's kind of like oh, this is just really about superhero Spider-Man. But you know, I mean, it's. It's for the fans of Spider-Man and the MCU, and it's... I will give them all the credit in the world for somehow John... uh, Kevin Feige. He found a way to make all the other Spider-Man movies canon in the MCU through this one movie. Like, I don't... Like, this might be, at least for me, my peak... Like I'm gonna enjoy whatever they come out with next for Marvel, but like this, like I, I didn't pre, I couldn't pre-order the Steelbook fast enough for this fucking movie. Like I, like you said, like the, not only was it like you know the Tom Holland Spider-Man like story, you know the the first kind of like trilogy, like culminating into this, but then also. Being able to kind of nicely, in a way, um, kind of put a bookend on the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man or the um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, you know, having having those two introduced, and then also kind of giving us kind of not necessarily closure, but just kind of like scratching the itch of like, you know, what could have been if we did get a Spider-Man four or an amazing Spider-Man three, you know, what we could have looked forward to. And, but yeah, like this, and we're not even like going far into like the multiverse shit yet. Like this Mm -hmm. is still kind of like, like scratching the surface of the multiverse until, uh, Dr. Strange two comes out. Mm. But like, I know, like, there was people that kind of didn't like how the Tom Holland Spider-Man was going, and I think it's mostly because this is the first time we've gotten like a an actual like it's a different version of Spider-Man, but it, we didn't get the you know what like Peter against the world kind of like Spider-Man. We've like gotten like this different take where it's like, yeah, he's the high schooler who you know he has like a 
like a family friend kind of like like surrounding like he's not alone you know at At least not until at least not until the end of this Mm -hmm. movie but we we get a different interesting kind of like evolution of this version of peter parker and spider-man where we're getting to see instead of seeing his you know with great power um comes like great responsibility kind of like moment in like what the first movies usually are we're getting to see everything that he's been through up to this point and then now he is getting this moment and it's so much bigger and so much i wouldn't say heavier just because you know you know losing you know your family like your family member is always going to be like heavy but like just like i don't know i never knew how much i wanted to see green like willem dafoe's green goblin like slam spider-man through like five stories of apartment building oh that was oh man i what a fucking amazing moment to not only bring in one of spider-man's classic i don't know he's like all the classic i'll say villains like there's so many words i can put and from a you know in a universe where it makes sense he's it, he's a classic villain from another Spider-Man from another universe and he's still gonna kick the shit out of another Spider-Man and it's it was already raw right with the first time we saw it but here we go again with him kicking the shit out of Spider-Man again through walls I remember when he does like fucking like for, forward pile driver I was like holy fuck. Like, they just unleashed this goblin bastard, and it was fucking great. Like, I loved seeing, you know, Tom Holland smash him through, too. Oh, it was just, oh, man. I it's like you never knew how much you wanted it until you got exactly. it. Exactly. Like, oh, man. Because, like, not only do we, we get that, but it's like we got Alfred Molina, you know, as Doc Ock, which he did a fantastic job. Like, oh, the fight at the beginning, you know, at on the on the free on the the freeway, you know, was great. You know, kind of his antagonistic kind of like banter between like Peter and like the rest, like throughout the movie, and then up until um, you know he gets like he gets help, and you know Doctor Octavius comes back, and it was such a small part it at the end where. Fucking um, why am I forgetting his name? Sam Raimi Spider Man, the the Sam Raimi Spider Man. Why Toby? am I forgetting Toby? his name? Toby Toby Maguire. Thank you. I'm having one of those like, it's almost ten o'clock. I'm having one of those nights. But yeah, Toby Maguire's Spider Man, and then having Alfred Molina's Doc Ock like meet each other again, and it's like it's like it's like oh it's like hey hey Doctor Octavius is like Peter my boy. It's like oh. You know, it's like that little like reunion of like, you know, like two people that used to be like, like, you know, I don't I wouldn't say friends, but like how things like were, you know, before the accident happened with him. And it was just like a nice, cool, like meeting. Like we got a lot of good referential moments from all the different Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I wanted to touch on this part, the lab scene of the movie i would like take us through like what were your thoughts about that whole scene um with the all three spider-man working together sharing their experiences and using science to conquer their enemies as they should it was chef's kiss this whole movie uh 
Chef's Kiss with all the interactions and the story and Spider-Man meeting, being there for, like, the Peters being there for the MCU Peter, you know, and just, I love how they're like, you know, things got bad, but, you know, we, we did what we could, we stayed strong, and they like, you don't have to go through what we went through, you know? I love, I mean, I'm partial to the Andrew Garfield ones. I really enjoyed them. Even even in 2014, I really loved them. Oh, my God. Um, can can we can we just like pause and then like give a clap for how they treated Andrew Garfield Spider Man in this movie? Because I felt like it was so perfect. It was for him. Chef's kiss. It was good seeing him like, again. He, <laughs> in the suit. He. It was so good see and like he got redemption because I feel I feel like a lot of people gave him like too much shit. Like he got Hayden Christensen like levels of hate for no reason. I felt like back then. So it's so nice that he's getting kind of his redemption, you know, being able to be Spider-Man at least one more time. And then also kind of getting this resurgence of people like really people now really wanting an amazing Spider-Man three, which I kind of agree <laughs> with. I want to see where he see goes. This post going around, like, where were you guys in 2014? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, where were you guys? <laughs> I was like, I know they tried to do too much, but I still wanted a fucking trilogy. <laughs> yeah. I want a sinister yeah. six. Oh. We just got it this it way. Was so good. And I love that. Like that Spider-Man specifically was like, I got bitter and I, that's, we don't see that. We just like, you know, Peter gets bitter, but he moves on. He was like, I was bitter, and I stuck with it. And it's like, damn, like, he's human, you know? And I think that's what makes Spider-Man so, you know, enjoyable to so many people. He's, like, very human for being, like, the most popular superhero. He's the most vulnerable. He's got the yeah. most going on, you know? And, you know, MCU's done a great job of that, showing how human superheroes are. And, and just for me, that was, that was dope. And then, yeah. you know, like you said, the Alfred Molina, Tobey Maguire moment, that hit home for a lot of people. I felt the same for when, like, he, like, Andrew Garfield was with, uh, um, god damn, with Jamie Foxx. Oh, Electro? Yeah, with Electro. And it's just like, you know, I'm a loser again. It's like, or I'm a nobody. It's like, you never were a nobody. It's like, that's a, you know, that's also a straight callback to their movie. And it's like, ah, oh. and, you know, props to that team making Electro fucking fly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Props to that team for making Electro look yeah, cool. That's, <laughs> while still retaining some of the original outfit, that original stupid spiky head Electro has, like like they somehow integrated Electro <laughs> to be cool. Like I'm, that's gonna be mind blowing forever. And oh man, just this whole, oh uh, man, it's, it's so good. Chef's kiss. I can't, I can't praise this movie enough. I can talk about like every scene and just like blast it with positivity. I know. It's it's like I can't wait to watch it again. Like. I don't know if it's still in theaters, but like one, I can't wait for to get that Blu-ray in the mail and just oh, like watch dude. it. Like, like, like I don't watch movies on repeat that often. I'm gonna be watching this a lot, cause, just because how much I enjoyed it, and it was, it was just one of those movies where it's surprising that we get to have these moments. You know, like I know, like we've been in like the MCU kind of thing for a while, and it's it's starting to wear on some people. You know, I don't think I don't think we're done with I it. I thought I was going to be done shot. with it with Endgame. Like, I was like, this is this is the peak. Like, where can we go from here? And uh, Far From Home came out, and I was like, this is really good. Apparently, not a lot of people like Far From Home. I found out recently, but um, I was like, wow, this is still really good in the story, and it just. It just still keeps going, you know? 
Um, yeah, I thought it wasn't going to get any better than than Endgame, and the way home was like, nope, hold my beer, you know. <laughs> like this is literally like the the stars aligned moment where I don't I don't believe this will ever happen again. So I'm just going to appreciate that we we got this, and I'm going to make sure that <laughs> I I keep that that Blu-ray fucking spotless and clean so that I can play it when I am like 65 <laughs> and be like, this, uh, back in my day, we had three Spider-Men. All right. Put it back in the <laughs> Blu-ray in his Xbox 5,000. Come on. He'll fall asleep again by the time <laughs> the goblin comes on. And I just, speaking of the goblin, I just want to ask you, what scene mm-hmm. gave you like, either the most excitement was chills. I'm going to say, I keep quoting it, but the, that's some neat trick of yours. When fucking Green Goblin, <laughs> you just it clicks. You his spider sense goes off, right? It's like he, it's like his number one is in the room, right? It's like oh fuck, oh th- that moment is so fucking good. From like a like just everything that they were doing from you know the Spider Man story, writing, setting up. It's like you know, it's like he's a time bomb ready to go off, and it's like as soon as his spider sense went off in that room with the the villains, he's trying to like. Know, quote unquote fix them we don't need fixing right like it's like oh yeah. my god it's like Nick, Nick, gods don't need it was such shit. it's like oh this is so fucking like we knew it's like we oh. got we we got full willem dafoe green goblin <laughs> at its finest because oh. like yeah because like when that when that when that started i was like oh no is a lizard gonna like start wrecking shit outside and it's like oh no oh no <laughs> oh Oh, and dude, we we have to we we can't skirt by this. We need to talk about it. like how the, how they did it, how they did the moment. It's it's different having Aunt May be the one to you know be oh, the definitely. one. Definitely, and it's 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 almost like poetic and perfect and evil. It's like of course he's gonna lose someone that sets him on his great power, great responsibility speech to do better, even by those who would do him wrong and dirty. And it's of course Aunt May's only like real presence in his life, and it it it's just great. It's like, did he fucking do it? You know, and it's like fuck, he did. He did fucking kill Aunt May. God damn it! But it's like ah, she was like quote unquote. You know, you see her get back up again. Oh, she's good, right? It's like no, she's not good. And neither Peter's never gonna be you know quote unquote good ever again either. You know, ah, it's so fucking chef's kiss, chef's kiss. And just by the touch of them using the the actual quote from the comics, because I know like it's been like boiled down over the years of just like with great power comes great yeah, responsibility, yeah. but like it's like such a small thing. It's like with great power there must also come great responsibility. It's just like it makes it a little different, but then also it's like it just pays tribute to like you know where this came from. You know, going all the way back to like the original comics. It's like oh fuck. You know, and like any anybody who hasn't played like the the PS4 Spider-Man game, like uh, play it. I don't know why you haven't yet, but like spoiler for fucking amazing. Like spoiler for that, but like uh, in Spider-Man PS4, you know, we had the scene with Aunt May dying, and I was like, oh shit, you know, that's so like different and foreign to me. Like, like I don't, I haven't like seen much content of like where Aunt May is the one that dies instead, you know? And so it was all weird. And to see it in this movie, it's just like, fuck, you know, it makes so much sense. 
you know, because we like this Peter Parker didn't have like the Uncle Ben that was around. Like he he was gone before fucking dead. He came into the picture. Where the fuck he at? (laughs) Don't need him. Well, he died. (laughs) Fucking what are you doing? He's just doing his, you know, I don't know, hanging out with the chameleon playing poker or some shit. But like, and like them giving you the false hope that she was okay, knowing that she's not okay. You know, she 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 got hit hard by the goblin. She's not okay. Um, what a fucking perfect and, way to follow up that moment with the moment we were all waiting for. By the way, the the sad Peter need we need Peter. It's we need Spider Man, and then they brought in the Spider Man. Ah. Oh my god, chef fucking kiss. Oh, such a great like I haven't I've only seen the movie once, but I've seen that scene so many times on, on social media of people ripping it from <laughs> like the oh, yeah. theater. But like uh just having that moment of like you're looking through the portal that Ned creates with this fucking sling ring and you're looking at it, it's like that's not that's not Tom Holland. Uh-oh. And you like you start looking at more and it's like those look like very deep dark colors and fucking whops walks into the, through the portal comes fucking Andrew Garfield and it's like oh shit. <laughs> and like that whole like interaction and of course like after that like you have fucking Toby Maguire just like walk in all Toby Maguire like yeah, and with the Lola being like <laughs> mm, yeah shout out to Ned's Lola trying to get it <laughs> oh but this oh, this movie i uh, dude like as a Spider-Man fan as a Marvel movie fan as oh it's yeah and just like to wrap it up you know at the end of this movie we we get to the Peter that I think a lot of crit, like critics of the Tom Holland Spider Man have been kind of wishing for. Now we're getting that like you know we get that Peter Parker who's alone, true, and like he is, he is Spider Man. He's, he's alone. As long as he's not Iron Man Junior, which I can kind of see the critique of that, but it was a new spin and. Even with that, they I feel like they they squash that in the first movie anyway. He's I, I joke about it all the time. I'm like, if he if you're nothing without the suit, then you can't have it. It's like boom. Like he was yeah, he was Iron Man Jr. for like maybe like half a film, but he was you know, he showed he didn't need that shit. And with mm-hmm. Far From Home too, he had all this technology, but he's still like well, like, oh he has all this shit. And it's like, well yeah, but he's still a kid. And I think they captured that well. With this, yeah, the end with him in this classic suit on his own no one oh knows his God. identity and he's you know with the spider verse ending of you know flying into the screen it's like oh my god perfection as far as spider-man goes you know and just like that somber like you know him seeing fucking ned and mj oh, yeah just like living like just living their lives getting ready for yeah. college and he's just like he had this whole plan of being like trying to like get him to remember yeah. him and he's like fuck nope. you know you know i I can't, you know, I can't let him, I can't bring him back into this. And it's just like, we are getting the Peter Parker that, you know, is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to be interesting how he interacts with people now, especially since, you know, like you said, nobody on earth knows who he is, but then also like pertains like, well, 
does Doctor Strange? Know? I think anybody was it anybody on Earth or just everybody? They said he said everybody in the world will forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man, oh. or we'll just forget Peter Parker. But there's like still so many questions where it's like, does Doctor Strange still know because he's the one that casted it? But then, is it literal in the sense that everybody on like the planet Earth? So anybody that's off world will still know who he we'll is. We'll see with the fine print soon. Like, I'm sure in Secret Invasion. I'm sure. And a multiverse. And that's yeah. that world, right? I don't know if it's all worlds. Uh, I think it's just that world. That's actually, actually, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. I don't know. I could, I'm sure they made it uh, loose on purpose so they could play with it or like keep it as tight as they want with mm. that. And the <laughs> the Venom tease at the end, like, ugh. Fucking Venom <laughs> 2 teaser teasing that he's going to find Spider-Man. He's like, nope, I'm literally, yep, I'm here for a second, I'm out. But of course, the little, little tease that that little symbiote is left behind. The next uh, mm. Spider-Man iteration, whether whether it's the suits with them a lot, whether we get a new Venom, who knows? But well, you know, it's it's there. Oh, I think, I think we'll definitely be getting the Monster Venom, Monster Venom. for sure. Just because I, I think Sony's already like stuck in their in their way with like the Venom oh, series yeah. of being like the the antihero like version of Venom. So I think this is their way of being like, okay, we can have our antihero Venom, and then we can have our monster Venom. Yeah. You know, at the yeah. same time, we can have both, and it'll be fine. But yeah, no way, no way home. All the chef's kisses eternally. So we find eternally. out Tom Holland's like an uh. asshole or something, but. <laughs> Which I doubt, because he seems like the sweetest right, person. Right. <laughs> have you have you have you seen his um his um what's that show? I'm forgetting a lot of fucking things it's today. Been a long day, um, man. <laughs> hot ones. I have seen the hot his ones hot interview. Ones, yeah, that was great. It was entertaining. That that was a that was a fun was. interview. Uh, but yeah, no way home for sure. Must see. All right. Well, I think before we go, think, there was something at the oh, very yes. end. Which I purposely left out to talk about now. I'll make it quick because it's getting late. Oh. The Multiverse of Madness fucking teaser trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. They've been iron fucking tight, tight about that. And then there's like, oh, shit. They dropped a fucking bomb right at the end of the post credits. I was like, oh, cool. What are we going to see? Oh, sure. <laughs> it's like teasing Strange. Um, possibly an evil strange. People are saying it's not def- like this guy called Defender Strange is a ponytail, a, like half a second of America Chavez. Oh my god! And then Mordo for a second, and we don't even. And that's it. There's so many rumors about that film. One of our buddies, Adam, keeps sending me texts or messages saying this actor's confirmed, this actor's not confirmed. X Men is in it. No, they're not. So many theories about this movie, and we won't <laughs> fucking know till May. Or Mar or whatever April. It's it's gonna be wild, and I don't know if it'll be as good as No Way Home, but I know I'm gonna fucking enjoy it. You know. So my my idea is that that evil strange is it's gonna be the what if Doctor Strange, the creature Strange. I have I have the feeling it's gonna be that one because why not? It's multiverse. True. It could be a multiverse evil strange that wasn't trapped, or the chameleon. Mm. No. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's the chameleon. It's the chameleon all along. Who fucking knows, man? Um, it's it's mystique actually. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> I mean, other than merchandising, you can look up merchandise to see, you know, what characters are there. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a wild ride too. And I, uh, 
can't wait and the fact that all these wild rumors are coming and going and we won't know what's really confirmed until the movie comes out and that's it's gonna be wild it's gonna be fun hey man it's fine by me i'll be ready yeah yeah all right i think i think that's a a good stopping point our impromptu Um, praise of no way home (laughs) brian where can we find you as we say goodbye oh well uh you can find me on twitter instagram at brian saber and that's the saber with the re um you can also find me on twitch i stream there uh twitch.tv forward slash uh brian saber also i know we've been kind of you know checking this out but um if anybody is on hover um i'm also on there you can look up uh brian saber on hover as well if want to see stupid game clips that i take from my xbox you know there's some there's some fun shit there pulling um, stuff i didn't even remember that existed there was like that sea of thieves one where you're fucking uh, <laughs> the ship from peter pan i was like oh fuck that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> there's some gems back there you know that's just the surface but yeah you can you can find me there joel where could people find you, you can find me on a multitude of platforms but I am also on Hover, as you were mentioning, the TikTok of gaming, I think people are saying, or you've said, Acoustic Avengers, where you can find me. I've been posting dumb clips as well as a couple no-scopes here and there. Um, you can also find me on Twitch, Acoustic Avenger. Uh, I've been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition with my wife. It's been a lot of fun. And um, I, you know, I've played that one the least, so it's super fresh. And of course, we're going to get into the rest soon. Um, you can also find Mob Music, which I am proud of, Mad Mech Monster Mine on SoundCloud and Spotify. Hopefully some new things soon as well. But yeah, a lot of stuff going on, uh, I think, for us in the gaming world very soon. And with this too, I think we're approaching our uh, United We Nerd first birthday soon as well. So we got we got a lot going on, lot to celebrate, uh, yeah. and talk about. In about a week or so, we'll be we'll be hitting oh, our shit. one year, which it's is really, really exciting. A week away, fun. Uh, maybe a week or two, give or take. But yeah, we got we got some fun ideas for uh, the new year as yeah. we reach our, our our one year anniversary. But of course, there's things that you like to suggest that we either talk about. Or do um, you can tell us uh, on Twitter on the podcast uh, United underscore We Nerd on Twitter, or if you want to send it more directly, um, we do have an email. And Joel, can you uh, can you tell me what that email was again? United We Nerdcast at gmail dot com. United We Nerdcast at gmail.com. You can send us emails about why you think No Way Home sucked, why Far From Home sucked, why Homecoming sucked, and we will tell you you were wrong, but we will respectfully engage in dialogue with you about everything regarding that and all nerdy things we enjoy. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Until the next time we meet again. Keep on nerding, everybody. Nerds.